Hey, everybody. I'm excited to be here today. And we've been on this incredible theme and journey about uh, talking uh, to the Lord, saying, I'm going to serve you no matter what. And uh, today I want to, it wants me to put in a password. How about that? That didn't work. Excuse me. There we go. Divine resolve. Divine resolve. No matter what. The no matter what spirit of Jesus. Would you go ahead and repeat this or, or declare this with me, this Philippians 1.20? No matter what, I will continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ that he may op be openly revealed through me before everyone's eyes. So I will not be ashamed in my life or in my death. Christ will be magnified in me. You know, from whom did uh, Paul acquire this attitude? Well, the, the, here's the thing. Look, tell somebody, you matter a lot to Father God. You matter a lot. You matter a lot. You matter so much to Father God that He gave His only Son, Jesus, to sacrifice Himself, His sinless Son, Jesus, to sacrifice Himself for our sinfulness. The sinless sacrifice was predetermined before time began, before our time, before. First Peter 1 Peter 1.18 says, uh, Knowing that you were ransomed from the, your, the futile ways inherited by your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like uh, that of a lamb without spot or wrinkle, he has foreknown before the foundation of the world. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world. But was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you. So here's, here's, here's the, the point of this. There was a reckoning, knowing that we would fail, and then God decided He was going to come and rescue us, and it didn't matter what He had to go through. And that beautiful spirit... I have a, um, a picture that he knew this was the ultimate goal. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. The Lamb was slain before the foundations. It was predetermined. So there's this divine resolve in the heart of God. And all of us who choose to follow Him he begins to impart that divine resolve into us. We need this divine resolve where we need to, we, where we need to dig deep down and establish within ourselves that no matter what happens around us in the world, Christ will be openly revealed through us before everyone's eyes that no matter what, Christ will be magnified in us. Now, I have some passages of scripture i'm not going to read all this but luke 2 41 through 52 we have this situation where jesus's parents 
Mary and Joseph take him to the Passover in Jerusalem, and he's 12 years old. I have a friend named Ty Austin. Ty, I've known him since he was this little. I just learned recently that Ty was called to preach when he was 12 years old. And he and I are linking up to do some things for the body of Christ in the foursquare. Twelve years old. So Jesus goes, and he's, the, the feast is finished, and uh, he stays and lingers and stays behind. And the family heads on back to Nazareth, and they're gone. And they're, they, you know, it's kind of like uh, the Home Alone. <laughs> Remember that movie? Where's, where's, uh, <laughs> where did he go? <laughs> You know, and so they they go oh we and they turn around in three days they're hunting for Jesus they have to go back to Jerusalem, and they're dead and it says uh, so we see that he goes now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and and asking them questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. So here's Jesus, full of the word. And his mother said, why have you done this to us? Like your father and I have been sought you anxiously. And he said to them, why did you seek me? Next slide. Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Many translations say, in my father's house. But I grabbed a hold of this. And so they didn't understand that. And she went down. Anyway, they went back. He was subject to them. And it says, and Jesus increased, next slide, in, in uh, wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. It was because the word of God that was uh, growing in him. And no matter what I, uh, I'm going to be, uh, just go ahead and say, no matter what I'm going to be about my father's business. And uh, so, because here's the question, what business are you really about right now? Uh, what, are you, what's, what do you give your prime time to? Are you spending time with the Lord? So here's the first one. Number one is setting the spiritual priorities. And this is the question that's being answered here is whose am I? We're not yet to who am I. We're here at the whose am I? Who do I belong to? To go to the distance with the Lord, you need to develop your inner life and trust in the Lord through meditating on his word. So that's going to be key. Paul said to Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.15, he said, And how from childhood you have been equated with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So I want us to say this. Being in the Word of God is being about the Father's business. Would you say that with me? Being in the Word of God is being about the Father's business. Let's say it again. Being in the Word of God is being about the Father's business. And Jesus made this his priority with the, the words of the Scripture were internalized and the result is the ongoing revealing of the heart of Father God through the, his Word. And of course, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And uh, I, I, I came upon this little statement and I just love this. Listen to this. If you would, repeat it with me. Alertness... To all things Jesus is evidence that you're walking in intimacy with God. Isn't it a great statement? When you're wrapped up with the Lord, you're sensing about, you know, you're alert about what he likes and doesn't like and the things that, and this reveals that your heart 
is walking in intimacy with the Lord. So this phase of our development answers the question, whose am I? And the answer is, everybody say it, I belong to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. See, without knowing who you belong to, you will not go forward with divine resolve. You won't do it. If you don't know you're the Lord's, you're not going to trust him no matter what. You're too insecure about that. You won't step out into risking things in life for the Lord because you don't know whose you are. You're lost. You don't know that he's, you're the apple of his eye. You just don't know it. You, you don't know that he'd go all the way to the pig pen and get you out and bring it and put a ring on your finger and a robe. You don't know that he wants to clean you up and do all this stuff for you. You don't know that you belong in the house of the Lord, that you belong to him. You don't know it, so you're insecure. You don't know. If you want stick to itiveness, then you got to know who you belong to. Without knowing who you belong to, you, you won't go forward with any sense of that no matter what, I'm going to serve him. If you don't know who you belong to, you won't have the stick to itiveness. You won't, you won't stick. You won't make it. Would you do something with me? Let's declare this. Would you do this? Let's uh, read through it. No matter what, I belong to Father God through Jesus Christ. Okay? And it says, I know whose I am, for I belong to him. Does anybody here want to say that? I want to take authority over any spirit that would resist this message today. I want to come against everything that would crop up because, listen, there's an attention deficit disorder in much of the body of Christ. And you don't know who you belong to. Many don't. I'm not, there's no, no judgment or anything. But in, in the name of Jesus, let's grab a hold of our spirit and rise up. Because hell, look, look, God's beginning to pour out his spirit. And we're not going to be the church that falls asleep. We want to be in the middle of the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, you have never had a better time than when God's love is flowing in you. You just, you don't have a better time than that. I've never had better times than when, uh, when his spirit has come upon me and I'm sitting there and it's just, a, just a, the glory of the beauty of the Lord. It's like I'm made for this. It's kind of like throw the fish in the water. How many, somebody should be like, we're all on the, on the, you put it in the water, you go, ah, I'm made for, David said, in him I live and I have my being, I, I'm alive in the Lord. Let's go ahead and declare it. No matter what, I belong to Father God through Jesus Christ. I know whose I am, for I belong to Him. Hallelujah. 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 I know that I can be driving down the highway and because I belong to Him. Somebody else may get in a bad accident and die, but I've been in some close calls. And there's no judgment, except when I belong to him, I can get on an airplane and go, it can't go down. I'm not done with my destiny yet. Amen. There's divine purpose when you belong. There's faith that rises up when you belong. You know who you belong to, and you're with him, and he puts stuff in you, and you just know, I'm in the palm of his hand. That's the real thing. Wiggle your shoulders like this. So I'm coming out. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Now that's the foundation. That's the first thing. Whose, whose, whose I am. I belong to him. I belong to him. And when you have that foundation and you're about the word of God and you meditate on that, you're about your father's business, you put the word in, you begin to grow and mature. And there's a season and you belong, you belong, you belong, you belong. Then in Mark 4, 1 through 11, I won't, I'm just going to say this, share it with you. I'm not going to read the whole thing by any means. But here's the thing. Mark 4, 1 through 11 is where Jesus is taken out to the wilderness. And he's in the wilderness. He's tempted by the devil. And the tempter comes and says these words. Everybody say, if you're the son of God. Now, here's the thing. Look, he throws three temptations at him. But the the main underlying thing is this. It's to sow doubt in his identity. To sow doubt in Jesus' identity. To sow doubt into his identity. He knows he belongs to God. But now there's a contest over who he is. Over who he is. And there's this uh, sown uh, work of the devil against you and me to, to scramble us up. So number two is the wilderness identity development test. The wilderness identity development test. Who am I? Come on, everybody. Who am I? How many, how many of you gone in the wilderness to find out who you are? How many of you go through something and it's a stressful time and it's hard and it's all, and you got to come down. You know who you belong to, but you don't know who you are yet. You don't walk in the authority yet. You don't know yet. The temptation testing is where Jesus reveals who he is. He moves from who I belong to to this is who I am. Come on, somebody, let's just just praise the Lord. He steps into a place of absolute authority. He quotes the word of who he belongs to up out of him. And he says, uh, you worship the Lord God alone. He takes him up to the high place. No, I'm not bound down to worship you. You know, get out of here. He takes authority. Hallelujah. There comes a place in your wilderness testing where you begin to not doubt anymore and you begin to believe who you are in Christ. This is so key. Now for Jesus, it was a one-time wilderness thing. Let me go ahead and tell you and me that it's cyclical. How many of you gone through, it's time to come up to a new level and you're hit with the same doubts, with the same stuff. Let me just go ahead and say, there could be somebody in the room that's still in the wilderness. Because you doubt who you truly are in Jesus. And if you doubt who you truly are in Jesus, you don't know who you are. You're never going to get out of the wilderness. How can you have a no matter what, I'm going to serve God no matter what attitude if you don't have a clue who you are? If you don't know who you are. There's there's something so sweet and so powerful after a season. If you've been through a few wilderness deals and and you come out with this uh, sense of authority and, and deal with stuff... You begin to find out, hey, I've seen too much of the Lord. I ain't never going back. I've actually spoken and demons trembled. I've helped people understand. He's he's healed me so deeply. I've changed so radically. My dad beat beat me up and now Jesus has raised me up. I am different than I used to be. I don't have the same problems I used to have. They don't torment me anymore. The tormentor's gone. I know who I am. Jesus has healed me. I'm free of that. I don't walk in captivity. I don't anymore. Hallelujah. You don't have to either. You don't have to walk under anything that that argues and bullies you and says, if, 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 cast it down. You and I also go through wilderness identity tests where we learn who we are. And when we fall prey to doubting who we are in Christ, we stay in the wilderness 
to develop divine resolve, you and I must answer, who am I? Hallelujah. Would you go ahead and declare with me? I got one of these. Uh, wait a minute. Let me back up here. The test reveals our identity, who we are according to the word of God. I want to tell you, we've talked about this. This is so real. It's so real. It's so real. Your identity, my identity was formed on the mistreatment that I had. It was all based on my, I had a bad self-image because of the mistreatment that I received. Because of words that were spoken to me that were debilitating to me. There was a curse that had to come off my mind. There were things that God had to do to set me free from all of that. When I was in that household, there was a spirit in that household when I left that household, that spirit went with me. I had to be delivered from the spirit that went with me. When I came into God's household, started being about my father's business, he said, that's not our spirit anymore, buddy. We're not going to live under that spirit. You're not going to live in self-hatred. You're not going to live in doubt. You're not going to live in rejection. You're not going to live in the spirit of abandonment. You're not going to live under the spirit of abuse anymore. Anymore. That's not our family. That's not our house. That's not our business. Our business is getting rid of that. Our business is taking authority over that. Let's go ahead and praise the Lord right now. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have an identity in Jesus Christ, and you're the head, not the tail. You're in front, not the back. You actually are alive in Jesus Christ. You're not dead. Praise your Lord. Praise you, Lord. How many of you, your, your, your life is a bit better than it used to be because all that Jesus has done? Hallelujah. When you offshed some of that stuff, it's amazing, isn't it? I just want to rejoice today. I'm happy today. Let's declare this. Now, this is a bigger, long one. It's a, no matter what I, I know or who I am in Christ. If you don't know, declare it by faith. And here's the thing. You just declare this out loud. My life is defined by the Word of God and not by my, the failures of my past. That's very, very important, isn't it? And then we're going to jump in here and we're going to say what Paul says. He says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the longest declaration I have. Are you ready to take a big breath? Fill up your lungs and declare it with, all, with the fibers of your being. Which, can we do it? Okay, no matter what, I know who I am in Christ. My life is defined by the Word of God and not by the failures of my past. Let's just stop right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood works, works, works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He erases. He erases. He erases. He says, I've taken your sin and I've removed it far from you. Praise the Lord. As far as the east is from the west. You can go north and end up going south, but you can't, you can't catch when you're heading east. You'll never get west. It's all gone. Hallelujah. It's all gone. It's all gone. Let's see it now. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You and I will never quit when we know whose we are and when we know who we are. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man. Matthew 16, 21 through 21. Now, that last one was the wilderness uh, identity test. You know, you got to find out who you are. How many of you, it's been in a pressure zone that you discovered your identity, that the Lord was, he'd been, he'd been dropping that stuff in you, and you finally, he says, well, come on, speak it. Come on, speak it. Come on, speak it. The Lord requires talking out loud. He does. And then suddenly you say something, and the atmosphere changes. You say something, and you find out. Years ago, we were in the high desert. That time uh, when uh, we had a, the phone rang at midnight, and there was this creepy voice. He was, can I speak with you? It wasn't, it wasn't, what's his name? The, hey, precious. It wasn't that guy. <laughs> it was more of a mocking, man, speak to Emmy. And then in the next room, Emmy screams. And Heather goes in there, and she's got a bloody nose. Somebody's practicing witchcraft. And so I get up, and I should have said, if I'd have had my, if I'd have known what it was, I didn't know what was going on because it just woke me out of sound sleep. It was right on right at midnight. And I woke up and answered this morning, hey, can I speak to him? And then she screams in there, Heather goes in, here's, a, here's your identity in Christ business. I said, Lord, what is it? He said, voodoo. I said, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of voodoo. It was an eerie feeling in the house. Peace of God, instantly, love of God flooded the house. And I was in the high desert. And I found a new level of my identity released and authority coming against a wicked spirit that was wanting to torment my daughter. Somebody say, praise the Lord. And listen, I'm no, I don't have any more going on than, than you do. Jesus is not partial. All of this stuff is all yours. All of it. It's all ours. All of us are ministers of the gospel. All of us are being equipped to the work of the ministry. And if there's one thing the Lord wants you to have is dominion, because he's already given it to you, dominion over the adversary. You don't have to walk around like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Just rise up and say, get out. Run him off. Run the dog out of the, off the lawn. Get him out. I mean, you run into so many people that are just, well, 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 and it's like the devil's just, <laughs> this guy's letting us piggyback on him all day. Come on, spirit of depression, jump on. Come on. Come on, anxiety. <laughs> I'm going to go to the doctor. Come out and be healed. Your identity in Jesus Christ has more going on. Jesus rebuked the devil in the wilderness based on who he actually was. And he wants you and I to rebuke the adversary. And these are days that that is a necessity. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were getting, they were getting like a frumpy, kind of a, just this, this uh, sense of, forlorn or whatever and uh, this is how shrewd and how sneaky our adversary is you can be physically slightly sick and it's not a big deal but then he'll slide in with something else he's just looking for an opportunity to try to press 
And I said, whenever I don't feel cups running over, I wonder why not. Because I've been offered rivers of living water springing up on the inside of me. And I want to live in rivers springing up inside of me every single day. Every day. Let's look at the next one. Let me go ahead and read this. Uh, I'll read this one. This is the only one I read. Matthew 16, 21 through 28 in uh, the Passion Translation. From then on, Jesus began to clearly reveal, listen to this, clearly reveal to his disciples that he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer injustice from the elders leading priests and religious scholars. He was, uh, he also explained that he would be killed and then three days later he would be raised again. Peter took him aside to correct him privately. He reprimanded Jesus over and over, saying to him, God forbid, Master, spare yourself. You must never let this happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get out of my way, you Satan. You are a hindrance to me because your thoughts are only filled with man's viewpoints and not with the ways of God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. You must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways. If you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. Even if you were to gain the, uh, the wealth and power of this world at the cost of your own soul, what good would that be? And what could be more valuable to you than your own soul? I, the Son of Man, will one day return with my messengers in the splendor and majesty of my Father. And then I will reward each person according to, to what, he, what they have done. But I promise you, there are some standing here now that won't experience death until... Anyway, it goes on. I want to just go ahead and say, number three, the friendship test. This is a really important, the friendship test. Who's going with me? Who's hindering me? Will I allow those close to me to pull me away from God's purpose for my life? How many of you? Look, Jesus is now opening up his heart and explaining his ultimate purpose of going to the cross and rising from the dead. And his best friend resists because he's, Peter doesn't know. He doesn't have revelation, so he's duped. And look, look. So you have this thing. Look, it's not just Peter talking now because Jesus didn't rebuke Peter. Peter had a, he had an availability because he loved his friend, but it was miscued. And so the adversary was able to speak into that. Hoodwinked him. And there are people in your life that don't have your ultimate purpose in the Lord as their best, the best understanding of where you're going. And they will cloud the waters. They will stop you. They will hinder you. Uh, now, I'm not talking about not having wisdom about timing and things like that. Jesus knew that Peter was influenced by the devil. He said, get behind me, Satan. Peter was correctable. That's the thing. Peter was correctable. Peter was still shapeable. But in our lives, there may be people who are upset that you're following God's will in your life, and they may try to discourage you from following the Lord. And so the 
this is uh, like uh, sometimes somebody comes in, they're new in the Lord, and they, they re- you really want the Lord's purpose for them. So you have stuff like Proverbs fifteen twenty two: without the counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. You got to be around people who actually want the Lord's purpose in your life. You want, hello? This is a test. How many of you have had this kind of stuff where you, you, you're going along and, then, and you're selling out, you're selling out, you're selling out, you're going for it, you're going for it, you're going for it, and there's people resisting you and resisting you and resisting you. You can't be around that. That can't be your friends. They can't be the ones. You got to be around the folks that are for what you're about in Christ Jesus. Even David had this problem. Psalm 41.9 said, even my close friend whom I trusted, who I ate bread with, has lifted his heel against me. There are sometimes, there are people that get in the way of the purpose of God in your life. And so there's a, there's a work here where you have to discern the relationships, you have to discern the work of the adversary, and you have to step up and uh, surround yourself with people who support God's purpose in your life. Somebody say Hallelujah. I want, hey, look, sometimes, sometimes this purpose ain't that easy, is it? Sometimes it takes a little while to figure it out, don't it? Has it been a little while? Oh, yeah. But are you making some progress? Yes. Along the way, have there been stuff that pop up? You go, I don't think we're going to carry this baggage with us. Yes. How many of you know when you say yes to the Lord, he goes, okay, now it's cleaning up time. <laughs> And there's stuff that you go through. To, he, he offloads this, and then he offloads that. He, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. We, I went through so much of that before coming out here. And then we got out here and said, okay, we just started being in the ministry. It's like, oh, man, we just got started with you. We got you enough to now we, you, you know a little bit. Now you can respond to me. Hey, how many of you have uh, wanted to quit? Is that normal? Yeah. How come you didn't? Because Jesus is doing something in you. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a thrower thing. I think it's a close thing from a thrower thing and a God the Father thing. I think I got to. But there's a, there's a divine stubbornness in me. I ain't losing. I'm going to show up in front of Jesus. And Jesus knows I need to be surrounded by support. I can't do it all myself. How many of you found you need somebody every now and again? It's nice to have. It's like those geese, you know, when they're all flying. And uh, there's uh, the one out front. And the ones behind them are going. What, how, you, do the goose sound. Who, who's it? Whatever they do. How does a goose? Does it? You honk, 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 honk. And, then, and it's like, okay, they're back there. They're cheering me on. And then he wears out and he goes to the back. And the other one comes on. Now he's honking. You just got to be in a team that keeps honking. You got to be honking for each other. Let's go ahead and declare this one. Let's honk out this one. Ready? No matter what, I will walk with those. Hang on. Let me just read it first. No matter what, I will walk with those who partner with me to fulfill God's purpose in my life. Is that important or what? If you got best friends that are serving the devil. Now look, let me say, uh, let me get a word of wisdom about that. If you're freshly, fresh out of serving the devil, you don't want to be around that. But here's the thing. When that's gone from your life, you can walk into that stuff and go, can I help you? But not until you're free. Not until Jesus is living in you. So let's declare this together. Ready? Get your honker out. (laughs) 
Ready? No matter what, I will walk with those who partner with me to fulfill God's purpose in my life. Hallelujah. 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 And uh, this next one, uh, Luke 22. Which is really good. Luke twenty two thirty nine through thirty four. And he came, he came out and went with as his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said, "Pray that you may not enter into temptation." And they withdrew from him a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, "Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done." And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Number four, it's the sacrifice test. There's a cost. There's a cost. It's not all rainbows and butterflies and unicorns dancing in the field. There's a cost. There's a sense of anguish. When you come to the place of trusting God beyond your capacity. I trusted God beyond my capacity when we had this dream of coming to this place. The thought process was, have a vision so big that if God doesn't show up, you'll fail. This was way out of my comfort zone. God underwrote it. I'm so glad we did it. But there was sacrifice involved. Will I pay the price to fulfill my purpose? There's going to be a moment, maybe some of you have already gone through it, an anguishing season, a time when you have to cry, not my will, but thine be done. But you can't do that unless you know who you belong to. You can't do that unless you know who you are in Christ. You can't do that unless you're surrounded by people who know what in the world you're about. And when it's time... You can do the thing. Is anybody hearing me? Is anybody there? What we're doing is looking at the no matter what spirit of Jesus, the divine resolve in his heart, and looking at the principles that Jesus lived by and saying they're for us. Because Christ comes in us to live. How many of you have had the, something just wrung out of your soul by saying, not my will, but thine be done? Here's the thing. You and I are not going to die for anybody's sins. That's not the kind of sacrifice we're talking about. Jesus alone is our Savior. Let's go ahead and praise Him for that. <laughs> but there's times when He calls us to make personal sacrifices to fulfill His purpose. And He's always going to be there for you, isn't He? Is the Lord going to make it work out better than you thought? Yes. When Jesus went into heaven, what happened? He became the firstborn of many brethren. It worked out better than you could imagine. It was all worth it. He looks down at your heart and goes, it was worth it, baby. It was worth it. It was worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. There's something of your personal sacrifice that makes a way for someone else to come into the kingdom of God. Can we just lift up our praise to the Lord right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just tell the Lord it's been worth it every single time that I've had to sacrifice. It's been worth it. I praise you for that. It's been worth it. It's been worth it. It's been worth it. Praise you, Lord. It's, you never disappoint, Jesus. You never disappoint. Let's praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's declare it together. This is it. No matter what, 
I will pay the price to fulfill God's purpose in my life. You don't have to shout this one. This is more a, a solemn, deep inner core issue. Let's just say it with conviction. No matter what, I will pay the price to fulfill God's purpose in my life. Let's praise Him again. Hallelujah. 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 I'm just glad we're in here today. Let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We're looking right. We're focusing on Jesus Christ. And His life comes in us and fulfills what we can't do. He lives a life in us that we can't do in ourselves. And He says, I want you to spend, to do the Father's business. Sow the seeds of the eternal Word of God into your spirit and get used to hearing my voice. And then here's what happens. You end up in a season where there's a challenge, a desert place, and you rise up in your identity and you take authority and God shows you who he is and the devil's run off and you go, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. And then you find out not everybody around you likes that. Nobody, not everybody celebrates the passion that you have for Jesus Christ. They would rather not. You just, you're one of those, you just got just too much. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. Jesus said that. Let's just, just again, just, just say, Lord, I can't do without you. I can't do without you. I can't do without you. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it with you in me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One other quick thing here. This one quick one. The disciples, this divine resolve went down inside of the disciples. You remember the story. There was this guy at the gate beautiful who was lame. And uh, I always go back in my mind, I don't know why, but I just go back in my mind to the moment that Jesus pulled Peter out of the water. I just always, I don't know why, I think, I think it just resonates with the fact that Peter couldn't do anything after he stepped out in faith and then he kind of got lost his, his way and started sinking, he went down. And Jesus reached down and lifted him up. And did something for him he couldn't do. And he knew that that guy was lame. And he says, I'm going to give him a head start. <laughs> I don't have any silver or gold on me, but what I do have, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and he lifted him up. And all the strength and the healing came into his body and he started dancing around and rejoicing and we wrote a song about it and it's like being a hit, a hit in the body of Christ. It's a big deal. And then they arrest him and take him to jail. Quit preaching in the name of Jesus. Acts 4.20 For we cannot speak, we cannot speak, but speak, they said. We cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. They resisted. They passed the resistance test. Everybody say the resistance test. There will be resistance. Everybody say there will be resistance. Will I continue in the face of adversity? The disciples continued in the face of adversity. Let's just lift up our hands and say, Lord, with your help. 
with your help. I will continue. Because we're living in a culture right now that's coming down. Uh, there's, there's a wicked group wanting to steal your children. Confuse your identity. Destroy you. Destroy the family. It's coming down even in a, in a, from authorities that you're like, what in the world is going on? And there's resistance. But when you have the divine resolve of God inside of you, the no matter what of Spirit of Jesus, just like when they were starting to throw Jesus over the, at, in Nazareth, where they're going to throw him off the, the, uh, the cliff. I remember being on the bus in Nazareth when Dove, the bus driver, pointed to the cliff. He said, that would be the one. You wouldn't survive off that cliff. Jesus would have died if they'd thrown him away. He pointed at it and all that went in my heart. And he turned around under the power of God. When you have to turn around and go against the tide, the Holy Spirit comes and you walk through the crowd. There's something that's powerful about the Lord when you resist the works of evil. Let's praise the Lord again. Hallelujah. Every single person I have heard of that says, when I've ever had to go through those trials, there's an additional work of the Spirit of glory that comes and rests upon you. And they say, I was under stress and under persecution, but I was so close to God. It was like it was the closest time I've ever had to God. He will be with you. Praise you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and say uh, this last declaration. No matter what, I will continue in the face of adversity by God's grace. Would you say it? No matter what, I will continue in the face of adversity by God's grace. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Let's stand together. Stand together. Those uh, praying uh, for others, uh, come on down front if you would. I just want to uh, just have a moment here. If the Lord has like, worked in your heart today and there's something, you know, look, hey, one of the freedoms that we have, one of the blessings that we have in the Lord is the confession of our failures and weaknesses before the Lord. And when we do them, He washes us away. He cleanses us. I was talking to somebody the other day and they just poured out this horrible, horrible life event. It was just so damaging. And he poured out, he said, this happened to me. It was really, it was just bad. He was little, it was just bad. He was violated. And I said, uh, I said, you know, when you walk in the light, as he is in the light, you have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. I said, sins done against you and sins that you've committed in response. And just like that, the Holy Spirit witness to me here I come here I come I was tired it was the evening and the Lord looked down and said Roger's tired it's the evening and I'm just going to do this right now and the Holy Spirit's anointing went and he was washed and cleansed and I'm sitting there going you feel the peace of God and you can hear the trembling Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You sense the washing of the Lord. Oh, yes. It's gone, isn't it? It's all gone. That's our God. That's our God. That's how delighted He is to bring healing to our hearts. Let's lift our hands again. Say, Father, any place in me 
that's not submitted to you, I yield it right now. Help me become by knowing who I belong to, by knowing who I am, by knowing who I'm going to hang out with, and by being empowered by you, being empowered by you to go where I haven't gone before. Let's praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, now let your grace and covering come over every heart and soul. Let a washing happen in the spirit of each person, in the soul of each person, in Jesus' name. And I pray now, if you don't know the Lord, this is your day. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, and he wants you to know the fullness of his divine love for you individually. And you do that by just saying, I believe that you're Lord, and I believe in my heart that Jesus, that God has raised you from the dead. Once you say that with, a, with conviction in your heart, the Spirit of God comes in you, and you are saved. You're saved. You will have a witness inside of your heart that you know Jesus, and he knows you. So we're going to dismiss now. Yes, and rededicating your life if you've been away from the Lord. There's two things that are going to happen. We're going to dismiss. And if you don't need anything from the Lord right now down here in front, you've got to go over to that cafe and eat that food. <laughs> in Jesus' name, we're dismissed. Amen? Love on each other.